0: The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Have you had a productive week this week? As we know, we've been talking so much about how the harvest is right now, right here in our midst, and God is expecting us to produce fruit with what he's already given us. As we know, Jesus told in the parable of the talents, the kingdom of God is like a master who has given bags of gold or talents to his servants. He leaves, and what did he expect them to do? He expected them to take what their master gave them and multiply it. So, I hope that you have been productive with the things that God has been giving you and showing you. And we're going to continue to share more and more with you even this weekend during this broadcast right now. Because as we always say here on the Prophetic Voice of Our Time, we are always looking to bring fresh revelation that is going to help inspire you and help disciple you so that we can receive the fullness of the calling that God has for our life. But before we get started... If you enjoy this broadcast and you want to support this broadcast, you can do so by going to our website, SOGMI.org. Again, that is SOGMI.org, and hitting the Donate button. This broadcast is supported by listeners just like you, who are touched by the words that we get to share here, and they decide to sow a seed and support us. So I pray if God is leading you to support this ministry, that you would do so, and you would obey. And as many of you know, Pastor Chris now Her mission trip in the Philippines has now come to a close, and by the time you're hearing this broadcast, she will have already landed here in San Antonio, Texas, so that's very exciting. That means that you guys are going to be hearing a wonderful report from the Philippines in the coming weeks from Pastor Christina Sasso. so that's so very exciting. So we know we're in the midst of the harvest right now. God is so excited to bring about the harvest in our midst, and that means that we will be harvesting All kinds of things, all all the seeds that we've sown throughout the years, they're going to begin to come into our midst now, okay? Because we've been talking again and again and again. We are talking about the calling that God has in the body of Christ, that he wants to manifest the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence in our lifetime, okay? Now, we as the body of Christ, we've been in the wilderness for years now, okay? Because we know the Israelites, when they were in the wilderness, they were on their way to the promised land, which would become Israel, right? And in the promised land, that was the land that the Israelites established the kingdom of Israel, right? That was a land that was overflowing in abundance. That was a land that was overflowing with milk and honey, right? And the Israelites were able to establish dominion in that land and rule and reign in that land, right? And for us, the body of Christ, God is leading us to a place where we will establish dominion and build up the kingdom of God. And it will be a land overflowing with milk and honey. And we each have our promised land, right? But we know for the Israelites, when they entered the promised land, what did they find? They found giants that towered over them, right? They found fortresses that had fortified walls, right? Like the city of Jericho. And the lands where God is sending us, there are giants right now, right? And there are fortified cities right now. You can look to a simple industry, like the media and the arts and the entertainment industry, there are giants in the media industries, right? And there are fortresses in the media industries, but God has been telling the body of Christ, if we are led by his spirit, if we trust in him and act out obedience according to the words that he has given us, those lands are ours for the taking, right? Because we know that God When he decreed that word over Israel, right, that the land of Canaan was theirs for the taking, it didn't matter how giant the enemies they faced were. It didn't matter how fortified the walls of the cities they faced were. It didn't matter how large the armies that they fought against were. The land was already set aside for the chosen people of God. And God has been telling us, every major industry that he is calling us to, the arts, the entertainment, the political industry, the education industries, okay? Those have been set aside for the body of Christ to inhabit and establish the kingdom of God. But we have to obey the Lord, and we have to act out the instructions that he's given us, right? Because if if we can't be trusted with what God has given us now, how are we supposed to be trusted When God has given us dominion over every major institution, right? Because you have to understand what kind of influence, power, and authority you will have, right? When you are ruling and reigning, right? So we're expected to have a bit of responsibility. And if we can't be trusted with the little we've been given now, how can God trust us when he wants to give us so much more? So just as in the parable of the talents, the master gave one one talent another five talents another ten talents those that were trusted with what they were given they were given so much more so let us be found trustworthy amen so we know that our ministry is called sons of God ministries international and the reason for that comes from Romans 8:14. and I'm gonna read that for you now for those who are led by the Spirit of God They are the sons of God. And I'm going to read that one more time. So, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. This is Romans 8.14. So, the name of our ministry, Sons of God Ministries International, has nothing to do with gender. It has to do with the role of sonship that we are supposed to walk in every day of our lives. So, if we are being led by the Spirit of God, then we are walking in that sonship. And we know in the Bible, the sons, right, are the ones that inhabit the estate. They're the ones that carry on the authority of the Father, right? And we know Jesus Christ, the scripture tells us, He is the firstborn of many brethren, right? Who are the brethren? We are. We are also adopted sons of the Father God. And we know Just this past weekend, we celebrated Father's Day, right? So God is also our Father God, just as much as our own Father here on earth. So Father's Day is as much a celebration of our own Father God, right? And what are the things that a father does for their children? We know that a father provides for their children. We know that a father protects they provide security, they provide discipline, right? And if we are being led by the Spirit of God in all that we do, the Father God will also provide discipline, provide security, right? These are the things that we should be expecting our own Father God to do in our lives. And if you feel like that's absent in your life, then you need to ask yourself, Am I being led by the Spirit of God in all that I do? Because God is supposed to be a father figure for us. And he's supposed to lead us and guide us. And as we allow him to lead us and guide us, then we can walk in that authority that he has for us. We can walk as rulers and reigners. We can walk as the head and not the tail, right? So we're supposed to walk in that authority every single day of our life so to get back to what I was saying earlier though okay so we're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God has been giving us inklings here and there here and there he's been giving us revelations and we're supposed to produce results with what God has given us okay and if you haven't been producing results, you need to pray to God, God, how can I use what you have given me now? I don't want to waste the opportunities that you've given me. I don't want to sit on that talent that you've given me and bury it in the ground, right? Because we know that servant who sat on what his master gave him, he was thrown out to the tormentors where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. And we know that if we squander the opportunities that God gives us if we don't do anything with the revelations that he's given us with the inspirations that he's given us that leads to a place where there is regret where there is bitterness but if we follow God and if we take what he's given us and we actually produce results then there is joy there is abundance Right? And more responsibility and prosperity can be given to you because you've been shown faithful in what you've been given. But the responsibility for us in the body of Christ extends even further now because so God has been giving us things and we're expected to produce results. And as we produce results, we are going to begin to establish the kingdom of God and inhabit the land that He has foreordained. For the body of Christ, okay? We're supposed to inhabit that promised land, okay? And as I said before, there are giants there, right? There are giants there right now. That doesn't matter. God will clear the path for you as you are led by the Spirit of God. But there's another layer of responsibility for us as the body of Christ, because as we inhabit the land that God has foreordained for us, we have to... Rule and reign, led by the Holy Spirit. We have to rule and reign as Christ would rule and reign, which means we have to do it with the love of God. We have to do it with the authority of God, right? In the same way that Christ Jesus did. We can't follow mistakes of the past, okay? Because there's been a lot of issues in the body of Christ that have held back the church from being able to truly rule and reign to truly retain control that God has given us all right and these are things like man-made religious doctrines that limit the body of Christ and limit God's people those man-made doctrines are some of the things that are holding us back and we have a responsibility to address issues in the church We have a responsibility to address issues in our own hearts, in our own lives, okay? Because if we don't address them now, when God makes his move where he wants to give us authority and responsibility, we will not be ready for it, okay? And there are several of these wicked roots that are planted in the body of Christ that need to be uprooted now if we want to establish the kingdom of God according to his perfect will, According to his perfect purpose because religious doctrines that are man-made that are not breathed by the Holy Spirit they choke out the supernatural move of God when we allow religious doctrines to supersede the leading of the Holy Spirit and I'm going to address some of these issues okay one of them for example that I can very briefly discuss is the body of Christ needs to address the way we talk about women and authority. We need to address the way we treat women in the church. Because, right now, the world has 100% control over the narrative regarding empowerment of women, regarding women's rights, regarding female liberty, all of those things. The world has 100% control of that narrative right now. What's the reason for that? Because if you look the past several decades, even at the founding of this nation, the church is supposed to be the moral center for this nation and for the world, correct? We are supposed to be the light for the world, right? But the church refused to address the way that women were treated in the church. I'm going to read a simple scripture from Galatians chapter 3, starting with verse 26. It says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith, for all of you who are baptized in Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So understand that this scripture tells us that regardless of one's race, regardless of one's economic status, and regardless of one's gender, we should not be placing limitations on one another because through Christ Jesus, We can supersede our natural positions. Understand, in Christ Jesus, it doesn't matter if the person speaking to you is a male or a female. They can speak with the same authority as a son of God. That's why that scripture I shared before applies to both men and women. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, right? This is why, even in the Old Testament, a woman like Deborah could be a prophet and judge over all of Israel, right? And Deborah did not consult her husband when the Lord gave her a prophetic word to speak. And this is what we have to understand, okay? Because in the body of Christ, we are supposed to live in freedom that is greater than they have in the world because in the world they are still bound to sin and death right they're still bound to all the vices and the world system we have been freed by the blood of Jesus Christ so why is it for many people and for many women it is perceived in the body of Christ to be a downgrade to be a Christian why is it that a woman can be a CEO, a billionaire, a millionaire, whatever they want in the world, but in the church, right? Oh, well, they can't they can't be an authority over a man. Oh, well, you know, a woman, they can sow seed, they can run our prayer meetings, but they can't preach, right? Why is that? Now, I know many of you are reeling right now with scriptures in your minds, but understand, in Galatians, it tells us In Christ Jesus, there is neither male nor female. Am I not wrong? Now, I'm going to read a simple scripture to you. And many of you maybe already know this story. And this is in Acts chapter 5. And I'm going to start with verse 1. It says, Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. And to give a little context here, many followers were selling all their goods and properties. They were selling many of their resources, and they were laying all of it at the apostles' feet. But Ananias decided, and his wife knew with full knowledge, I'm going to sell my property, but I'm going to keep a large portion of it, but I'm going to act like I'm giving all the money, okay? Okay. So it says, verse 2, with his, no- with his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart so that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to just a human being, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who had heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me. Is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said. That is the price. Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment she fell down at his feet and died. Now when you look at the story, Ananias decided to do something. His wife was fully aware of it, right? But she submitted to his authority, did she not? But if Sapphira was submitting to her husband, then why did the Holy Spirit hold her just as accountable as her husband? She was submitted to her husband, was she not? She was following his lead as the... Head of the household, so why did the Holy Spirit hold her accountable if she was innocent of this deed? The reason why, of course, as we know, is because we are submitted to the leading of God and the Holy Spirit above all else. And understand because I've heard so many of these stories of women who were being abused who are being manipulated and beaten by their husbands, and they come to the church saying, well, what do I do? What am I supposed to do? And they are told that they have to submit to their husbands, even though they are being abused and neglected. Understand, as we are being led by the Holy Spirit of God, our gender does not matter. A prophetic word that comes from a man is no different than a prophetic word that comes from a woman. Because the scripture tells us, for prophecy never had its origin in the human will. But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. It all comes back to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And understand, if someone is being led by the Spirit of God, whether they are man or woman whether they are black or white whether they are rich or poor it doesn't matter because that is god leading them and understand that many churches still seek to limit women right because understand the majority of those who volunteer in churches the majority of those who run bible studies the majority of those that do weekly prayer meetings and intercession and are volunteering all their time, the majority of them are women in the church. And why is it if the majority of them that are volunteering, that are pouring all their time into the ministry, that, okay, yes, you can do all that, you can volunteer, but you can't be a preacher, but you can't be a minister, but you can't be an authority. You see, and understand that in the world, they see that double standard, and that is the reason why they control the narrative surrounding Women's empowerment. And understand it goes even further, and I don't have time to delve into this. But if you listen and read early feminist writers, they view the Father God as a tyrannical, oppressive ruler who makes women second class citizens. Why do they view the Father God this way? Is because for decades, The Church has treated women this way, and we are reflective of the Father God. And if we do not represent God as the way He should be represented, then the world is going to see the way we are acting, and they are going to view God that way. And until the Church addresses issues such as these, and this is one of many issues that needs to be addressed in the Church, we will not be able to win those in the world that are looking at those double standards those hypocrisies and then they continue to make their case well yeah they oppress women why is it that women who continually volunteer at churches but they can't be spiritual leaders and no many of you are probably reeling and thinking about all these scriptures in your heads okay and i don't have a time to address all of them right now but understand if someone is being led by the Spirit of God, if God put in their heart a task to do, okay, then it matters not their gender or their race or their economic status because the Spirit of God is leading them. And when we are acting according to the Spirit, we are not acting as a man or as a woman or as a black or a white person or as a rich or poor person. We are acting As sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And I encourage you this week be led by the Spirit in all that you do, act out that authority in all that you do. And just to add on to this a little bit before we go, we are all sons of God, but at the same time, we are also the bride of Christ. So both male and female natures are encompassed. In the nature of God, which is why at the beginning of all creation, God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, both male and female. So, yes, as we are led by the Spirit of God, we are sons of God. And as we get closer to Jesus Christ, and as we romance and worship Jesus Christ, we also are the bride of Christ. So, I encourage you all, let us be led by the Spirit this week. But We are out of time for this week, so I encourage you all, continue to pray, continue to be led by the Spirit, and take the words that God has given you, take the things that God has given you, and produce fruit. And as we do that, we are going to see many manifestations happen in our lives, even this week. And as always, if you enjoy this radio broadcast and you want to support us, then go to our website, SOGMI.org, and hit that donate button. But like I said, I am completely out of time. So thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you.